Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand finances, well, they can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone, and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your co-host for the next 30 minutes, because today I am joined by my son, George Langdon V, who we lovingly call Five at the office. So Five, it's wonderful to have you here today. Thank you for having me. Well, today I thought, why don't we talk about some of the key aspects when putting together a financial plan? And I wrote down five of them. I know we need to talk about goal setting, we need to talk about budgeting, but you and I like to call that a spending plan, <laughs> mitigating risk, building wealth, and understanding how taxes and inflation can mm -hmm. impact your retirement. Now, as usual, that's a whole bunch that we got to talk about in a very short period of time. But we'll tackle what we can this week and whatever we need to, we can bring over to the following week. But let's dive in today. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you was many times when you're sitting down with clients, and this has been a big stickler, and I think we've even talked about it on another program, is the fact that we need to have some goals to understand where we're going. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Have you seen the movie called Secret? I have not. So I saw it the other day. I'm like, oh, that looks really good to watch. So I saw it, and I remember the one phrase in there, the little girl says to her mom, says, mom, wh where are you going? She says, I don't know. She says, well, then if you don't know where you're going, how are you ever going to get there? Mm. And I thought, oh, that is so true when it comes to setting goals. So talk a little bit, maybe share how do you do goal setting? Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to goals, I think the first thing uh, that I would talk about is there's a difference between a dream and a goal. Thank you. And I'm not sure where I heard it, but uh, somebody said it, that dreams and goals are different. Goals are dreams that you plan on actually achieving. Right. Dreams are just that lofty thing in the, you know, far out that you're like, oh, that'd be so nice to have a yacht. And it's like, okay, but my goal is to buy a boat, that yeah. type of thing, right? <laughs> so when it comes to goal setting, I like to kind of follow a rule as far as one, what time period are we talking about mm -hmm. here? You know, if it, this is a one year goal, so for instance, if a client comes in and says, I'd like to buy a house, Okay, so is that now? Is that something you're actively working on? Right. Or is this a five-year plan or a 10-year mm -hmm. plan? Where, what's the timeline that we're working right. with? The next thing is, is it needs to be achievable. Now that is not to say that you need to downgrade by any means, but at the same time, it needs to be something where you really look and say, okay, can I see the steps that I can mm -hmm. put in place that I can actively do this? My pr favorite example for this is, you know, when I get somebody that comes in and says, I have a ton of college debt, so I'm going to work three jobs. I don't know when I'm going to sleep, but I'm going to work three jobs and I'm going to knock it out in two years. And I say, OK, well, hold on, yeah. <laughs> because if you actually take one of those jobs off, yes, it might lengthen the time that you're going to be working. Mm hmm but you're gonna actually have some type of enjoyment of life, which I do think is biblical, that we actually enjoy the life God gave us. Right. Um, so it's one of those things where let's make sure that our goal is achievable mm -hmm. and it's not going to run you into the ground where you're so burnt out and then bad things happen. <laughs> right. Um, so I like the timeline and I like the achievable component. Mm -hmm. And then I like to kind of understand the reasoning behind it. Yes. Right. So like a lot of times people will come in and say, well, my goal is to retire. Mm. Well, why? 
do you dislike your job? Do you, you know, want more time with your grandkids or something like that? What's driving that? Mm -hmm. um, because recently I actually met with somebody and they were originally when we met, it was, I want to retire by 55. And it's because I want to spend time with my husband. Completely understandable. Mm -hmm. And then a year later, we're meeting and she's got a remote job. And her goal of retirement was to travel the country. So now I'm saying, okay, can you do you want to do both? Are you comfortable with that? Or do you just want no work? That's completely fine either way. Right, right. But she was like, actually, no, I really love my job now. I Retirement's not as big of a deal now because I can do it remotely. So we can go take that RV trip now. Mm -hmm. And that's partially why I want to know the reasoning behind it because well, maybe part of that enjoyment, part of that goal can be enjoyed now rather than keeping it out at arm's yes. length, you know? And I think a lot of times people don't dive deep to understand what's driving them. Mm. They're just saying, you know what? They say I have to retire either at 55 like my peers or 62, 67. They get this number that's in their mind and they're like, that's when I have to do it. And I think part of our job, even as financial planners, is we pull it back and say, okay, but what's driving it? Right. Not that you can't have it, just what what's underneath it. I remember, and I don't know if you do, but as a child, I would do goal setting with you guys. Remember, we talked yes. about what's your spiritual goal, what's your <laughs> financial goal, and what's your relational goal. And you are smiling, so I did not scar you. <laughs> no. But I remember we would set down goals and then say, why is this important to you? So that when it came time for us to be working towards reaching that goal, we knew, okay, but it's going to be worth it because right. then you get to buy the Tonka truck or whatever it was that you were going to be doing. But as adults, I think many times we've forgotten how to do goal setting. Mm. We've forgotten how to dream, how to really think about those things that would excite us. We're just living, yeah. you know, getting things done. One of the things that I have found helpful, especially in the last few years, I'm finding I'm doing this more, is I'm actually doing a vision board where right. I'm cutting out pictures and I showed those yeah. to you the other day, cutting out pictures to say, you know, this really symbolizes what gives me joy. So one of my pictures is is gardening and one of the pictures is running and making dinner with, it's not obviously not your father in the picture, but <laughs> I'm making dinner with my husband, um, you know, just symbolizing it. I had some pictures of just a family on vacation. I had a picture of me just being able to journal. So I put all these things in and I began to realize these are what drive me. Yeah. This is what really fulfills me. So now I'm gonna say, if I wanna have a life that has that, what are the steps that I need to do to change? So that would be something even as our listeners or those of you viewing us on the YouTube station or channel, you can start doing. Is yeah. that vision board about, and understanding who you are and what it is that you're really trying to accomplish. So I say, if you are going to do this, there's six areas. There's spiritual area that I usually try to focus on, emotional, physical, relational, financial, and then what is going to be my mindset or my outlook. And to me, when we can begin to really nail that down and understand who we are and what it is that really motivates us, what really lights our fire, then we're gonna be able to reach our goals. Yeah. 
You know, how many people say, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds, but that chocolate bar just is just <laughs> so good. But when we have a real goal of what it is that I want to be able to be here for my grandbabies, so I am going to be healthy. I am going to exercise or eat right or different things. So any thoughts on that before we go to the next one? Yeah. So actually, when you brought up the financial goal, I, I find this one interesting just because we work in finance. So mm -hmm. that tends to be the goal that's brought up to me the most. Yes. And one of the things though that I have found it is that the financial goal is really driven by all the other five areas yes, that you talked thank about. You. Where in reality, the financial goal is really set there so that way they can achieve the other five. So then to me, I start saying, well, how can we start achieving these other five now? What can we put put in place? And I think that's a big thing with my on my thought process at least is how can I start incorporating pieces of your goal now? Mm -hmm. So that way you can enjoy, so you don't have to wait. You know, it's not that uh, I need to make a million dollars because then I can retire, which means then I can leave the job that I'm unhappy with. Okay. Well, let's back up here. <laughs> the money part isn't gonna change whether you're happy or not. Maybe there's an alternative option where you can work and still make resources and you don't need that million dollars mm -hmm. to do that. Well, and like you pointed out, we've had many clients that it was just a matter of coaching them through to help find a different job. Yeah. And so or being able to say, hey, wait, I can travel around and I can work remotely and mm -hmm. positioning themselves. It's challenging them to think outside the box that what you really desire can be achievable. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. All right, so let's talk about, so we need goals. We need yes. people to come in. We Yes, we need to know what their financial goals are. <laughs> but like you said, the financial goals are really driven by many others. And then we need to have a plan. So let's, some people call it budgeting, which they do not like that word. We like to call it a spending plan. And it's really just breaking things down so we know what's needed. So I want you to speak to that because I know when people get closer towards retirement, I find these three main questions is, will I have enough money for retirement? How long will my money last? And then what do I touch first and how? So I know I just threw you a lot of different <laughs> balls right there. So choose which one you would like to land. Well, let's start at the beginning with, uh, yeah. with the budgeting component. Um, I know that this is probably what most people would think, well, that's a basic thing of finance. I, I wanna go do something fun, you know, right. more fun, right? And really though, that's the foundation. Mm -hmm. So when I when a client asks me, you know, what do I need to retire or will I be okay in retirement? You know, the other questions that you brought up, a lot of it is based off of, well, how much are you spending now, yes. right? Because I don't wanna get to retirement and then find out that I have to now reduce my lifestyle right. <laughs> that I've enjoyed, right? Mm -hmm. Now, so when we're talking about the budgeting, this is a big piece of a lot of people look at it like that, you know, like the word diet, right? Mm -hmm. When in reality, diet just means what you eat. It, right. it doesn't mean you have to start subtracting things out of life. It just means what you eat. Budget is the same thing right. where it just means what do you spend your money on? 
right? What's coming in, what's going out, and where is it going to? And I think that answers the fir first question of, will I have enough for retirement? Yeah. Because then we say, how much do you need to live on? And then they mm -hmm. say, I don't know. And then we say, okay, well, then let's look at your tax return. And, you know, this is how much you made. This is, and oops, you didn't save anything. So chances are, if that's what you made and you didn't save anything, that's what you're living on. And then we say, okay, now let's put it into the calculator and say, how many years of that will yep. that last, which goes into their second one of how long will my money last? And that's really different for everyone. Mm. If you have a high standard of living, you walk into retirement with a high debt load, there's going to be a lot more. I, I'm excited though. I've seen a lot of people that have been retiring recently. They're so content, Five. Mm. They are just, they've reached a place of contentment. Yeah. If I would say there's anything, that's like the word for this year that I'm just sensing is just this contentment where they don't need these hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollar lifestyles, and then they're able to really enjoy what's important to them. Now, I do want to, I know we're talking about, will I have enough? And there's software that we use. So let's talk a little bit, whether we're going down the Money Guide Pro Avenue, whether we're going through Circle of Wealth, about the projections like, what kind of information that we put in there because this is what i've seen people will take the lump sum and they say okay this is what i have this is what i saved i'm going to divide it by what i need and see there's my projection and they left out inflation mm -hmm. they left out the market went up and down and sideways they went out left out a lot of different components so what are your thoughts on the actual using software whether they're coming in meeting with us going and using our software with us or whether on their own What's your insight there? Yeah, so I do like projection software to kind of continue with that whole diet mm -hmm. <laughs> thought process. It's a great way to step on the scale Yeah, is the way I look at it. Yeah. But it is not the end-all be-all by any means. I, life continues, and this is why we are so big on annual reviews mm. because things are going to change year to year. Some years, they're going to be better. It's great. Mm. <laughs> Some years, it's not. Some years, it's going to be worse. And that's where part of our job is to sit there and every day or not every day but every year mm -hmm. reevaluate okay where are we pulling from now and what are we doing here i like the projection software i really do because it allows us to just get a pulse it allows us to step on the scale and see okay are we in the right direction or not mm -hmm. but just like stepping on a scale doesn't tell you whether you're healthy or not that's great five that's a the, really good the question. software doesn't tell you if if it's accounted for everything, right? Mm -hmm. It's just giving you one number of quite a few that we are gonna have to account for. So I like the software. I just like all the rest that we do with it as well. Great, and I love how you said that because that is so true. It doesn't tell you if you're healthy. What a great, I'm gonna use that in my next meeting. So it's all you. yours. Thank you. Um, and one of the things that I noticed in the beginning when I started creating financial plans with our clients was there was this thought process of, okay, we created the financial plan and we can't deviate. Mm. And it's like, no, because financial planning is a living, moving, breathing, you know, process that we're going through. Yeah. And I think it's so important, whether we're using software, whether hypotheticals or whatever we're doing, is that we always wanna know, are we pointed in the right direction, right? Are we getting to where it is that we wanna go? Or have we gotten off track? And I understand the concern of not wanting to get off track, but I would say it's important that we have that flexibility inside a financial plan. Absolutely. I, I tell a lot of my clients, a lot of 
the best financial plans will include contingency plans. Yes. Right? So we have uh, we have plan A and this is what God we're willing, for. that's what we're going to get. <laughs> but I'm also in the back of my mind saying plan B, plan C, plan C, all the way through the alphabet of, okay, but if this happens, what yes. do we do? How do we course correct here? And I can testify to that. <laughs> it's one of those things though, where a good plan will have contingency plans. Mm -hmm. You know, you think of anywhere that a plan is of utmost importance. I mean, you look in military. Mm. What are they always doing? They're always putting in backup. And if this happens, where's our exit strategies? Yes. You know, and that's even, you know, not to completely get off topic, but when I walk a client through buying a house, mm. I'm saying, okay, is this the forever home? What's the exit strategy if not? And right. do you have multiples? So I think that's so important what you just shared. And then before we take the, a break, I, I do want to go back to the last question when it says, we said, will I have enough money for retirement? Well, we talked about how we face that. How long will my money last? What do I touch and how? Mm -hmm. And I have noticed that when you're putting a financial plan together, it seems like at least with the clients that I'm working with, they want to know, like, Crystal, when do I touch the annuity? And when do I touch the joint account? And what's a TOD account? You know, and what is the path? And I would love to say, well, first you touch this, and then second is this, and third is that, but that's not always true because it's really going to depend on someone. If I have someone who's retiring very young, that's going to be different advice than what I would do when I'm sitting down with someone who's saying, you know what, I'm finally retiring and I'm 72. Mm. So we've got to look at which assets they've built over time that we can tap into. Of course, one of, I think the main thing, and you can speak to this, is that we like to touch lazy money. Yes. So lazy money is money that is not working nearly as hard as you are. It's probably sitting somewhere getting point nothing. And we look at that and say, if we can take that same money and put it someplace else and make it work for you, and, and then let's do that rather than taking that lazy money and just letting it sit there or some people get tempted to pay off their, their houses that are only at a 2.99 and... But what we're going to do, any comments before I take a quick break? I have a note on lazy money, but we can talk about it after the break. <laughs> All right. So hold on with bated breath and we'll be back in just 60 seconds with more Crystal Clear Finances. When it comes to money, is financial independence the right goal? This is Crystal Langdon with today's Financial Gem. Financial independence allows us to stand on our own, but often takes God out of the picture. Financial freedom reminds us that God is our ultimate provider. We steward the resources He's given us. With this outlook, finances no longer control our moods or our self-dependence. We live, give, and steward in alignment with God's plan for our lives. Call Crystal Clear Finances today at 518-433-7181 and become financially free. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. And yes, you can release your breath because right before the break, we talked about the fact that we have a thought process when it comes to lazy money. They held their breath five, so now it's all you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So when it comes to lazy money or money in general, right? What we always have to remember is what is our purpose of this money? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I'll have clients where they'll say, well, I have my emergency savings. I should go use that. And that's a little bit different actually it because is. ultimately, 
what we mean by lazy money is above and beyond of your emergency savings, things like that, right? That really should be working, mm -hmm. that you don't need right now, but it's not working. What we have to do is we have to remember though to build liquidity into yes. your plan because that part, well, life happens. Mm -hmm. So we need to make sure that part's there. So one of the things I would say is when we're looking at lazy money, we don't just mean blanket any money not making Thank anything, yes. right? If it if we have a priority of liquidity purpose. on a certain amount, mm -hmm. if we have a purpose for it, well, then it has a purpose and that's okay. Right. It's really that money that's going, that should be working, that's not. That's what we Excellent. mean by lazy money. Very good. So let me just recap for those who might've just tuned in after the break. So today we're talking about five steps or five parts of a financial plan. We talked about the fact that there needs to be a goal. What are we doing this for? Yep. Love, my takeaway from that is many times the financial goals we set are really being driven by all the other goals we have of wanting to be with our loved ones, wanting to be in good health, wanting to be in a culture where they feel appreciated with. And so they think if I can fix the money thing, then all these other problems will come, mm. you know, will go away. And I like what you said about, wait a minute, why can't we begin working on those now instead of waiting till retirement and then I'll enjoy life. So, and I, you know, I've got some good friends that are already starting to take that. Yeah. They're like, hey, we can travel. We can go see the boys. We can go do these things now. We don't have to wait till the official date where we've both retired. And to me, that's living life, being a good steward. And then we talked about the spending plan. Many times uh, we have to give an account when people say, how long will my money last in retirement? We're like, well, how much do you need each year to live <laughs> on? So we got to figure out what your budget is or your spending plan. And then we can be, should be able to say, okay, this is what I see here, how long it should last. And then we coach them through, all right, what are the pieces we touch first? Yep. And I love your definition with the lazy money. It's We do not want to give up liquidity. We just want to make sure everything we have has a purpose. There you and go. that's, I think, so important. Now, the third area that we want to look at is mitigating risk. And I think this is so important when we're talking about financial planning, getting ready for retirement. Yes, we can go down the path of, oh, mitigating risk means I need to have life insurance and I need to have long-term health care, which I usually agree you do. <laughs> Not a recommendation for my compliance department, <laughs> but it is something worth at least looking at to see if it's something you choose is right in your life. When I think about mitigating risk, I also think about the fact that how fast are you tapping your mm. investments and where are your investments placed? Mm. We can mitigate risk. I mean, if you put everything in and you have that silver bullet mentality of I'm behind the eight ball, I've got to find that one stock that's going to make me rich and help me last throughout eternity or at least through retirement. We've got to rein that back in because you're exposing so much to risk that it could also not only easily gain, but it could easily lose. And so we want to be aware of that. So when I think of risk, mitigating risk, I think of a well-diversified portfolio. What's the amount that I want to have in a balanced one? What's the amount that I want in growth? What do I want in dividend paying? What do I want in a bucket that's you know, in the first two years, I'm going to touch it. Okay, now this bucket over here, we can go a little bit more risk because it's going to be three to five and then go on out that way. So five, what are your thoughts when you sit down and, and you know, okay, I've got a 
to oversee what risk is happening here and help mitigate it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I actually have two pieces to this one. So the first part is what most people would probably expect me to say as far as when you're investing right? Mm -hmm. How to place the funds, right? So we're going to use different levels of beta or correlation to the mm -hmm. market. All of that fun stuff. I'm not going to dive real deep into that component, yes. but we definitely want to balance between this is going to be our growth play. Mm -hmm. This is going to be our conservative play. This is going to be our liquid piece going mm -hmm. back to that liquidity component. You know, and going back to the contingency plan we even talked about before, right? This is going to be where I get my emergency money. Right. This is going to be where I get my living money if the market's down. This is where I'm going to get it if the market's up. Right. This is where I'm going to get it if there's a part-time if there's a part-time job in retirement. Mm -hmm. This is if there is none. Right. There's so many different components that we're going to take into account. And when we talk about mitigating risk, what we're really doing is saying have we placed everything, not all over the place, but in diverse enough areas that given different situations or different you know, concerns or emergencies mm -hmm. that we have the correct place and we know where to go, right? Because I do agree that a lot of people will take on unnecessary risk mm -hmm. out of a desperate scenario. Oh yeah. Because all of a sudden they're in a situation where it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. And so then they make a mistake mm -hmm. out of panic. Correct. And one of the things that allows the panic to go away is absolutely having a plan of if this type of situation happens, what do I do? And I love that because there are, there's like little boxes that we have in our mind, or I don't know if it's in your mind, it is. in my <laughs> mind, I'm like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. You know, and it reminds me, the other day I was able to call a client and say, listen, because of things that are changing in our environment, we're able to use some different tools. And this tool is actually gonna mitigate risk because it's gonna create an income stream in combination with your social security. So that now all we have to do with plan with the other ones is okay, if the market's up and down, it impacts your surplus, but you know you've got that steady stream coming in. And people will say, well, why didn't you tell me that 10 years ago? Well, because that product probably, that vehicle wasn't available 10 years ago yeah. or whatever the case is, or where they are in life. And a part of being a financial planner is being alert to what's out there and what's appropriate for one client, what's not appropriate yeah. for the next client, and really being able to say, okay, this is the time this tool needs to be inserted into the equation, or this is the time we're gonna take something out of the equation and say, nope, I don't like how that it's performing, not that it was down because the market was down, but. I just don't like the trajectory where that's on. We're going to pivot a little yep. bit. And I think being able to pivot in a financial plan, which is what I said from the very beginning, is so important. It's a living, breathing, just like you. And so we want to make sure it's adapting to life as they are. Absolutely. Well, I am. I, go ahead. Just to go to my part two, though, of the mitigating risk, something mm -hmm. that every client can, every person can do right now mm -hmm. is your will your healthcare proxy, oh, your that's power so of good attorney. Five. I'm glad you know, you one of the things that a lot of us don't want to talk about is passing away, right? Mm -hmm. And the other day, I actually, I was so happy because a client came in and they said, I'm going to FaceTime my son. He's the executor of my will. Oh, I, I need him to know who you are. So yes. that way, one, he can approve of whether what of what you're doing. Right, right. And two, he can have that relationship already with you. Yes. So 
I loved it because to me now I've built a relationship with this with this gentleman mm -hmm. who now I can actually talk to and turn around and say, okay, so now if something happens to client A and B, I know to expect a phone call from this gentleman. Exactly. And he's going to come in and he's not going to be blindsided as to, wait, where's everything? He's already going to be oriented. I was thrilled that yes. they brought him in on that conversation because now he knows where things are. Um, it was placing money in case they passed away. So right. it was perfect. So they he knew where it is, how to get it and all of that. So I would highly recommend Wills, Healthcare Proxy, Power of Attorney. Mm -hmm. It's never a fun conversation to do, right? but it is a worthwhile one. And it is a great way to ultimately show the people you leave behind that you love them. Right. Because it's going to relieve the stress during yes. that time. Yes. And we've had actually several clients this year where there's been an unexpected illness. Mm -hmm. They've recovered. And what was the next thing they did? They said, you know how you keep asking <laughs> to meet my kids? Yep. Uh, I think now is the time. Yeah. So we've had those meetings. So that has been good to, to be able to connect with them, making sure they have all the numbers. And then talking with them, are there any adjustments? Like, do we need to put anything in a TOD, which means transfer on death, as you yep. know? but for our listeners. Well, I'm looking at this. We have two more that we need to go through. So five areas that we look through in a financial plan, goal setting, spending game, a spending game, spending plan. You can make a game of it if you want. Mitigating risk, building wealth, and understanding how taxes and inflations can impact you in your retirement and retirement planning. We obviously are not going to get to all of them, but I wanted to list them. Um, I'm gonna invite you back next yeah. week, have you talk with us and let's go through the remaining ones. But for now, I wanna encourage those of you to give our office a call at 518-433-7181. Schedule a free initial consultation and let's sit down together. Let's talk about your goals, your spending game, your mitigating risk, building wealth and understanding how taxes can impact your retirement. And then join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and Alpha Star are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.